let the Eurovision Song Contest begin! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome back to yet another episode of Do... I, sp- I make it sound like it's such a chore. Oh, yet another oh. episode of the Do's Poir podcast. Back to the salt mines. You know what? Kids of the next generation, as they fight their way <laughs> through the apocalyptic wasteland of climate change, they won't know how easy they had it. Back in our day, oh, oh. Had to get up, sit in your pyjamas all day, watching Cliff Richard at Eurovision, <laughs> and then record a podcast at night. They'll never know the they'll never know the hardship. Hell, absolute hell we went through. So here we are, I guess. Um, welcome back for another week of Eurovision Forever. My name is Jack. This is the lovely, talented, climate war predicting Elizabeth Allen. <laughs> hey, Lizzie. I'm already ready, baby. I'm already ready. How's your week been, Lizzie? Oh my lord. Well, I am I've been very much surprised uh spending this week looking back at at the older Eurovision entries for the United Kingdom. And you really forget how much they didn't suck sometimes. <laughs> they had their moments, right? I think I've spent like so, so much of this week, like I would watch something and it'd be a really good performance. And then I would just have to like stand in a doorway as, you know, while I looked at the rain, just like staring off, just pondering what went wrong. How about you? What have you been up to? Not too much. Like I said to you before, I have had Banana Rama stuck in my head all day. It happens. Uh, so... That, it does happen. It happens to the best of us. I think if you really do change your tune on the UK, I'm going to have to go back and edit in a recorded apology from you after every British sass line. <laughs> the UK sucks. Insert here. Hello, my name is Elizabeth Allen and I would like to apologise for the previous sentence. Oh, look, let's not get carried away. We're only one episode <laughs> in. Like, we could be about to drop a ball of hate on the United Kingdom. Well, seeing as we are one episode in, why not, while we're sitting here, Liz, let's make another one. Does that sound good? You know what? I'm kind of scared. They had so many good entries last week. I'm really terrified that they can't carry it on for another week. I'm really scared. Well, there's only one way to find out. We'll jump straight back in in 1970 with the singer Mary Hopkins and the song Knock Knock Who's There. Who's There. Which finished... Seconds. This is their, their their thing, you know. It's their little thing. Four from Germany, Monaco, and Yugoslavia. Three from Ireland and the Netherlands, and twos from France, Italy, Luxembourg, and Switzerland. Now, famously, Mary Hopkins actually hated the song, saying she was quote so embarrassed about it and found the experience quote humiliating. Oh. I see why. I do. I do see why. Uh, what did you think about this one? Look. It's not a lyrical masterpiece, but it is kind of catchy. And it is also a very attractive young woman just saying, oh, there's a there's a stranger knocking at my door. Who is this going to be? Take your clothes off and come inside. 
It's like the writers of this song 100% predicted Tinder. <laughs> this is yeah, now the I song guess. I'm going to play every time I go on a Tinder date. It's just knock, knock, who's there? This is, I guess, one of Mary Hopkins's Hopkin. Mary Hopkin, not Mary Hopkins. One of her more famous songs. But, of course, we would all know her from... Those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never end. That that one, right? Well, I didn't realize that was her. Ah, oh, there we go. So there you go. That's just a little bit of a tidbit. Yeah, I. It's very saccharine. I mean, the UK has gone so saccharine from time to time. I kind of just like the excuse to use the word saccharine. Um, it's generic, and she's dressed as a druid priest. Like, I don't know. Still better than Ireland Sound of Music knockoff that one, but just a miss. In my books. So song four, performance three, fashion a three. Four a ten. Oh, no, see, I'd, uh, I'd argue. I think this is very much like of its day. This was the kind of 70s sort of, you know, peace, peace, love, love that was going on. Um, and the song... It is catchy. It does what it does. You can knock, You can sing along when you're drunk, and that's always important. I actually give the song a six, uh, performance six, fashion a five. Wow, for a 17 from you, plus my 10, 27, so not a pass. And yes, Alexander, we will go out of our way to make sure we record every single score this week because we may have missed out a score last week. But we just like to keep you all in suspense. That's what it was. No one fucked up, especially not me. We remember yelling it at each other. We just may or yeah. may not have had the recording device on when we did it. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff happening last week. It was a big week for us all. Uh, 27, not a pass for Mary Hopkin, but 1971, it's Clutter Rogers with the song I'm Just Your Jack in a Box. Da, 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 da. Finishing fourth. Eight from Belgium, France, Malta, and Monaco. Seven from Ireland and Portugal and six from Finland, Norway, Switzerland and Yugoslavia. What did you think? Oh, how much is this trying to be puppet on a string? I thought this was trying to be boom, bang, a bang. Oh, my Lord. It's everything. All they've done is like replaced one like kiddies toy for another. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Puppet to Jack in a Box. Look, I'm going to be honest. I think they were lucky to get fourth with these songs. <laughs> I I am not a fan of this song, but I will say she is wearing a pair of hot pink glittery hot pants. Mwah! Why Kylie Minogue hasn't stolen this outfit, I do not know. I totally agree. I actually only agree on the fashion because I like this song a lot. It's got energy, it's got pizzazz, it's got the unexpected glitter booty shorts that I think we both love. Uh-huh. One I didn't realise I was going to like until we got to about the end of it and I was like, wow, I had fun for three whole minutes just then. That was awesome. Nice. Let's yeah. do that again. And so I thought it worked. Straight sevens for me for a 21. Oh, I was not so in love. I gave the song and the performance five, but that fashion gets a clear eight. <laughs> for an 18 from you. 39 between us, so we can't really complain. We clearly had a good time. Yeah. All right, now 1972, this is a special one for Australians because it is the new Seekers with the song Beg, Steal or Borrow. And again, the UK is finished second. Obviously, this is special to us because the new Seekers are the British rebuild of the original Seekers, mm-hmm. uh, an Australian band uh, hey there, Georgie girl. Um, I can't think of any other Seekers songs, but they're so special. She just kicked the bucket just recently. She died. 
Yes, she did. Judith Durham, one of the singers in The Seekers, did pass away about a fortnight or so ago. Um, the unofficial national anthem of Australia, I Am Australian. Well, maybe maybe the unofficial um, anthem round where you were brought up. Uh, oh, uh, not so much around my <laughs> part of the woods. What was the unofficial national anthem in Broken Hill? Um, hey, what's the matter, you? Hey, God, no respect. <laughs> no, that's not true. Ten from Norway, nine from France, Monaco and Yugoslavia, and eight from Germany, Luxembourg, the Netherlands and Switzerland. And you know what? I really thought you were going to whip out Working Class Man by Jimmy Barnes. I really did. <laughs> no, obvi- I'm just joking. It's it's obviously the song of my people is Kaysan. Of course, definitely. Yeah. Uh, this song by the New Seekers, Begs to Laboro, totally my unguilty pleasure. I love this. What did you think? Oh, 100%. Like, this is just fun, fun, fun. And you know what I have noticed? The UK seems to be doing well when they're basically, they're, they've got Australians in it or they're ripping off Australians. As soon as it's Australian yes. related, they're doing really well. Absolutely. We're clearly, we're clearly the secret formula here. Again, I've said it before, they deported us all and now they're spending top dollar to bring us back. Suck it, UK. Suck it. <laughs> I I think this song is just absolutely fabulous. The insane outfits just totally work. Oh, this 100%. is just some really great stuff from the UK. Like the vocals are delightful and it's just an infectious chorus. Mm. Some really great melodies. If I can recommend one song for you all this week, it's Beg, Steal or Borrow by the new seekers just lights up my day really lights up my day oh a hundred percent like if i was harrison ford in the movie blade runner and i had to test people to find out if they were uh replicants or not i would play this song (laughs) and if they didn't start like just tapping their feet um then you'd be like ah synthetic (laughs) what have you given this one uh, I gave song 7.5, performance 7.5, fashion 8.5. For a 23.5, I, you're not going to find many British entries that I love more than I love Big Steel or Borrow. So for that, song gets a 10, performance gets a 10, and fashion gets a 10 Woo! for a perfect 30. What a song. And between us, that is... 53.5 wow. from Team Du's Poir. Big one. Big one, that one. I was going to say, now that Australia is part of Eurovision, are we going to go back and all the time that Australians were at Eurovision, should we go back and now like just pass those points to Australia and we should reclaim them as our own? I think that would be a smart idea. I think that would only be fair. Mm, um, mm, and mm. absolutely no one would have a problem with it. So no, let's do it. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, a 53 and a half from you and I is going to be hard to top. I don't know who the UK could send that would even come Ooh, close to that. Oh, it's, it's 1973. It's, it's Sir Cliff Richard with power to all our friends, of course, winning our contest last week in the scores and finishing third in the 73 contest. The contest, I always say, is probably the strongest ever as mm. far as I'm concerned. 10 from Luxembourg and the Netherlands, 9 from Finland, Ireland, Israel and Sweden, and 8 from France, Monaco, Switzerland and Yugoslavia. A more acoustic turn from Cliff this time. 
Uh, never much of a dancer, was he? So thank God he got rid of most of the dance moves. What did you think? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, if we have to pick favourites, this is hands down my favourite of the week. And everybody needs to go and watch this. This is fantastic. And you can watch. And I swear to God, it's Cliff Richard trying to convert us to communism with this song. That's the vibe <laughs> that I'm getting. We're giving, oh, my God, and lyrics, power to the bees, Oh, my Lord, Sir Cliff Richard, ahead of his time, the bee champion. Oh, my God. (laughs) If this was a cult recruitment, I am 100% on board. And like I said, just wait for his dancing. It's so spectacular. Is it a dancing? Is it a seizure? Only God will know. (laughs) Apparently, there were rumours that apparently Cliff Richard was so nervous uh, before this performance, he was really um, feeling the weight of I've got to do this for England and having all the pressure of England and all this high expectation where people were saying, oh, he's totally going to win. It's totally his year. He's totally going to win. Um, his manager gave him a Valium before this performance. No. And people claim no. that the Valium inspired the dancing. <laughs> I can, yeah, I think they've got a good argument, a good case there. I sort of prefer this one to Congratulations, like, slightly. I just think the song is kind of a better vibe. I love the dude going nuts on the bongos. Like, you know me, at Eurovision, back before they got rid of the orchestra, if someone was going nuts, like, living out their dream on an Uh instrument, I'm all for it. I think it was great. 1973 was just so good. It was just such a good year. I'm yet to hear a bad entry from 1973. Um, So song seven, performance four, I (gasps) clearly took a Valium, fashion a seven for an 18. How can you give this a four? What about this performance? He has energy. He has enthusiasm. He's on key. He's happy. He's dancing. What about that says four? I'm so outraged by this. How do you give Sir Cliff Richard a four? Because you didn't give Lena Phillipson many points when she stripper danced on a microphone stand, and I haven't forgotten it. He's been knighted by the queen. It's like you're turkey slapping the queen in the face with your four. You should be banned from the UK. Banned. That's all I'm going to say. And I I shan't argue with Her Majesty when she calls it down. You're a disgrace. Okay, fine. Fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll pick up the pieces and move on to with my life. I'll just oh, my find God. my own way through. No, you know what? I take it back. I want you to travel all the way back to the United Kingdom so they can deport you like the scum <laughs> that you are. This performance, there's only one thing you can do, and that's I think the last person to have gone to multiple Eurovisions and gotten 12 points from you every time was Dima Uh Balan. So (laughs) Cliff is up in the very highest echelons. And Sarkis Ruvas. And Sarkis Ruvas. Of course. How did I forget Sarkis Ruvas? He is in a very special basket of eggs, that is. Well, by half a point, that is now our favourite entry of the week. 53.5 for the New Seekers, 54 for Sir Cliff. Thanks to your sabotage. Despite my reservations. Now, 1974, this is one that, one, will speak to us as Australians, and two, tugs at your heartstrings a little bit because it is our own Olivia Newton-John who passed away 
about a fortnight ago with the song Long Live Love. She finished fourth in the final. Uh, Four from Yugoslavia, three from Italy and two from Germany. Olivia allegedly hated the song and was surprised that it won the selection, Um, which I'm not too surprised at. Like, I'm so grateful Olivia Newton-John found Greece and pop music in the 80s because that is where she cemented her legacy. This was below her standard. No, I 100% agree. It was kind of like they went, oh, my God, we have Olivia Newton-John. Eh, do we even have to bother with a song, really? They were, mm-hmm. I think they were expecting people just to buy. You know what, weirdly, though? I think if you had sent this to Amerivision, if Amerivision existed in the 70s, America would have gone like crazy batshit crazy for this song. Like, you know, that whole evangelical, what? You know, I think they would have loved it. They would have gone absolutely crazy. But yeah, it's a bit of an obscure song. Um, it's sort of an obscure thing to be singing about um, at Eurovision. But that's not even. Do you know that's not the only royalty on this stage this year? Uh, I can I can think of some other royalty in 1974, but I don't know if it's the one you're thinking of. Referring to the conductor of this performance, Nick Ingman. Definitely not who I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Did you, you actually had one of your heroes right in front of you and you don't even realise. Look, he later went on, um, you know, he did arrangements and he's worked with um, Oasis, Radiohead, and he composed a theme tune to a certain... British sitcom. I don't know if maybe have you heard about it. I don't know if you maybe would have seen it about uh, a lady in her bucket. The bucket woman. Hyacinth. <laughs> oh. it. Nick Ingman, this conductor actually went on and wrote the theme tune to Keeping Up Appearances, one of the all-time greatest British sitcoms. Absolutely. Well, I can give him points, but I cannot factor them into Olivia's <laughs> score, I don't think. Like, let's let's get back to this one, because, like, why is she in the ugliest nightgown ever? Uh, it's kind of, look, it's the 70s, man. It's the 70s. <laughs> That's not an excuse. I kind of like the big sleeves. But it was just the 70s. Everything just looked like you were about to go to sleep in a gothic Victorian (laughs) manner and be bitten by a vampire. That was just the vibe of the 70s. Right. Yeah, I I did miss it by quite a few years. I I, I just think Olivia was destined to be a star because she carried this not-so-great song to fourth place. Like, it's just a waste of our Olivia. She deserved way, way better. Quick question. What's your favourite? What do you think is your favourite Olivia Newton-John song? Probably either You're the One That I Want or Xanadu. I love (gasps) Xanadu. I was about to say Xanadu is my favourite. Xanadu. Xanadu. Oh, my God. It's a movie where they came back to set up a roller disco nightclub. If that's not the greatest theme for a movie ever, what is? As much as I love Xanadu, I think this is a 
just a waste of a song for Olivia. And also, I hate that this episode comes less than two weeks after her passing away because I love this woman. I want to pay so much tribute to this woman, but I cannot pass this song. Song three, performance four, fashion a one. I hated that outfit for an eight. Oh, okay. Well, I actually didn't have as much hate for it. Like, I don't think the song necessarily is a bad song. I just think it's not appropriate for the Eurovision song contest. Um, and Olivia, you know, she's she's killing it. And I kind of like the 70s. I want to, like, run around a gothic manor with a giant <laughs> candelabra. So I We can arrange s- it. <laughs> I give the song 5.5, performance 7, fashion 6.5. That is a 19 from you, plus my 8 is a 27. 1975, it was The Shadows with Let Me Be The One, finishing second. Shock horror. Uh, 12 from France, Luxembourg, Monaco and Yugoslavia. 10 from Belgium, Germany, Israel and Spain. And 8 from Malta and Switzerland. What did you think? Oh, you know what? I think in the 70s, the UK was just on fire. As opposed to the 2000s where it's a dumpster fire. This is a <laughs> glorious, again, I am in my Gothic Victorian manner. The fire is burning and it is a beautiful thing. You know what? This is happy. It's catchy. It's all just, it's fun, man. And you just want to sing along and be happy to be alive. Like, I don't know when that moment died. I do. It's 2003. But for now, the spirit <laughs> is alive and well and I love it. I've come to the exact same realisation as you on the exact same song. This is like fate, kismet, meant to be. I think this is such a good song. The band staging works for it and everyone looks really sleek. And this era of the UK is so far removed from the televote era to present. Like it's so much better than what they were sending recently. The quality has been a league of its own in the 60s and 70s. And I thought this was just some more really, really, really good work. So song eight, performance six, fashion a seven, Probably should have won, I reckon, over the Netherlands, but 21 from me. How about you? Yeah, fight, fight, fight. I gave it eights across the board. Love it. You know, it's entirely possible you're way ahead of me in scoring the UK at this point. It's, it's got to be oh, look, an argument we've, we're going to have. We've only just begun to sample <laughs> the teas <laughs> at this morning tea. Let's not get too excited. 45 from the pair of us, which brings us to 1976. The ah. Brotherhood of Man with Save All Your Kisses for Me. Save All Your Kisses for Me. Bye-bye, baby. Bye-bye. Uh, which won the Eurovision Song Contest, their third winner, getting 12s from Belgium, Greece, Israel, Norway, Portugal, Spain, and I've written Portugal twice, so Portugal must have given them 24 points. Uh, they really felt it. Really felt it. 10 from Austria, Finland, Monaco, the Netherlands, and Yugoslavia, and 8s from Germany and Luxembourg. The highest scoring song under the then current 12-point system percentage-wise, mm-hmm. I guess probably not anymore it wouldn't be because Ukraine got like 107% of the possible score. <laughs> um, what did you think? Oh, there is such a sweet charm to this song. Like, it's just, it's it's 
fun and it's got that effervescence and it's just full of life and you love it. And then you find out in the very last phrase that he is singing the song to his little three-year-old like bobs and you just go oh that was so sweet and freaking wholesome i could punch a teddy bear yes it, it but it is important to have all of the context of the song before you hear the line save all your kisses for me even though you're only three <laughs> i both like this song and I utterly despise this song. What? Like, it is absolutely perfect to win Eurovision. It makes sense that this is still the highest selling Eurovision song of all time. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just nauseatingly sweet. Oh. It's just, I don't know. It's like the stupid Irish winner that rips off the sound of music. You know, it's a little but too garishly. You just, you sweet. just love to hate happiness that's all it is you don't like happiness you don't like love that's what it is you don't like wholesomeness you just want to see the world burn that's your problem because i love fuego fuego (laughs) fuego fuego that said a very obvious eurovision winner good simple choreo very 70s straight sevens across the board for me for a 21 oh my lord i can't wait till i'm 21 i've got to give this 12 points 12 points 12 Well, I hope you have a bunch of flowers and an apology note for Cliff Richard because this is our new favourite of the week on a 57 out of 60. I think pretty obvious winner, pretty obvious hits, brilliantly calculated by the UK and definitely one of the most memorable winners ever. Oh, absolutely. Like you throw this on at a party and you can't help it. Everybody's just like, yeah. Everyone's in a happy mood. Absolutely. How could you resist? Uh, other, unless you're me, then you can probably yeah. resist. 1977, the UK are hosting the contest, and it's Lindsay DePaul and Mike Moran with Where Are We? Rock Bottom, finishing second for the 10th time ever. 12s from Austria, Belgium, France, Luxembourg, Monaco and Portugal. 10 from Germany and 8s from Israel and Sweden. They do love almost winning. Like they sure do love not getting the victory. Do they have the record for number two placements? By far, yeah. I think the second most is five or six and they've got 16. Wow. Oh my Yeah, it's a big gap. But it's like the UK singing about the rock bottom. Oh, my God. It's like they're evil witches looking into the future. Like they could see what was coming for the UK. (laughs) Oh, my God. Rock bottom. You called it in 1977. All I could think is if if the UK thought this was rock bottom, wait until I got a load of Gemini. That being said, I think this is – it's a fun – it's a great performance piece, okay, um, which is what the UK is doing really well in this period. It's a performance piece. Also, okay, I have a theory. Tell me this was not the inspiration for playing with fire. I totally see that. I totally see that, like, mm-hmm. the Romania stealing it from the UK. No, I was going to say, if they have not started litigation, they should. I don't know. What's the, what's the time limitation? <laughs> Get yourself a... QC or whatever the British call lawyers. Um, this song, though, always creeps into my brain out of nowhere. Like, just somehow it just, like, where are we? 
rock bottom tragedy we got him i just i love it i love this song knowing the history of your dating life yeah (laughs) i can see why that would keep coming into your head (sighs) it was one guy 12 years ago (laughs) and then maybe 300 more in my mind anyway uh, i finally convinced someone to marry me Back to the song. Enough about me. Love the matching pianos. Love the theatrical leaning back to back. I really, really love this one. I hate his hair, but I love the matching suits. I think the UK hit it out of the park again. So song nine, performance eight, fashion and eight for a 25. Not (gasps) rock bottom. If you'd like ever do like a like a recommitment ceremony, I think this is what you should do. I think you should do a performance of this. (laughs) Can I change the lyrics? That would be a very depressive recommitment ceremony. Where are we? Rock bottom. Tragedies? Oh, we got them. Oh, my God. No, it has this beautiful sort of like Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf vibe to it. <laughs> Have you seen Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yes. Okay, good. That clears it up. What did you give this one? Oh, my Lord. Uh, Song 7, performance 7.5, fashion an 8. I love women in a formal suit. 22.5 from you plus my 25 is a 47 and a half from the pair of us. UK going bloody strong. Let's see if this can out-survive the iceberg that is the televote era. No, the iceberg that is the shit that the UK sent. In that scenario, you would have to have the Titanic. If Okay, if the UK is being represented by the Titanic, you would have to have the Titanic hitting the Titanic in the ocean. Okay, <laughs> the only thing bringing down the UK was the UK or an iceberg hitting an iceberg. That is the UK. It did it to itself. Don't listen to anyone else trying to blame the war, the other war, the temperature, politics, pigeons, Gordon Ramsay. I haven't. I'm actually yet to hear anyone try and blame pigeons for it, (laughs) Uh, but I'm always open to suggestions. Now, in 1978, it was the band Coco with the song The Bad Old Days finishing. Get ready, Liz. Get ready. 11th. (gasps) Britain's worst ever performance to that point and their first ever entry outside of the top 10. These days, I think they'd kill to come 11th every now and then. But eight from Germany, seven from Monaco, sixes from Portugal and Turkey. What did you think? Look, I think there was definitely some technical sound issues with this performance. Like the levels, the microphones were not right. It did not sound right to my ear. It kind of hurt it. It was just at a weird pitch. Are you sure that wasn't just the song? No, it's just I don't think stuff was at the right levels. I actually found it unpleasant to listen to. And so obviously that's nobody's going to vote for that. Um, oh my god, the other problem, they had one guy dressed as a mime with mime face paint. Like, what the hell? That's an immediate performance fail for me right there. What the hell were you thinking? I think a song that is this upbeat is usually about the good old days, you know? Mm. Like, it's yeah. like an upbeaty kind of song and they're all like, those days were shit. Um, and not in the same way that, you know, the year before they managed to be like, where are we? Rock bottom, but we're together, so everything's great. 
their form has just perilously dropped here. Like, I hate the half velour outfits. I hate the guy using a megaphone. I hate mimes. This is so unlike them in this era. Very forgettable, but I guess everyone has their off years. So I've given the song a three, performance a two, fashion a one for six. Okay, I think I might have accidentally been high um, because I've written down fives across the board. I've passed it. Um, well, you do famously adore the UK at Eurovision. Puh, Wash that out of your mouth. Scroll back through the scores, honey. I think I'm onto something. We'll see how long this lasts. All right, we'll see how long this love affair lasts. <laughs> That's a six from me, a 15 from you, and a 21 between us, which takes us to 1979. Black Lace with the song Marianne finishing seventh. It's a step in the right direction, but not a huge step. Ten from Denmark and Norway, eight from Germany and Italy, and sevens from Ireland and Finland. And why is someone else playing his guitar for him? (laughs) Oh, look, there's many questions uh, to ask about this performance. One of them, I... Something was stick was sticking in my brain, and I'm like, "Why do I know the name Black Lace? Like, I don't know the name Black Lace, but yet I do." Um, and so I, I had to do a bit of a Google, and then my mind realized, "Oh my lord!" It was because of their greatest ever hit, which actually happened five years after this. Um. I only know it because it's on all of those, you know, one-hit wonder <laughs> songs. <laughs> Compilation albums, yeah. Yeah, you know, just get the party started and then they will leave and never be heard of again. <laughs> do you know the the Dancing Pineapple song? I got do, 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 push pineapple, Yeah, of course. That's them. This is them. That is them. And I'm like, no, because I Googled it and then I watched the video. So it's him five years later. And in typical Eurovision like fashion, he looks younger five years later than he does in this performance. Absolutely. Of course he does. That's the rule. Oh, my God. You should also, if you have like, you know, a spare like 20 minutes on your bus, read the story of Black Lace and all the controversy of when they like, <laughs> they, they like split into two bands basically doing, like, covers of each other. Um, Oh, my God, I love that. There's actually some of that coming up in a little bit. Oh, my God. And it actually ends with somebody being charged with fraud for faking a disability, allegedly. (laughs) You know what? We're not going to tell you the story. You're going to have to look it up yourself. But we are going to play a little bit of... (gasps) Controversy, controversy, controversy. Any excuse to stick that in there, Lizzie. Any excuse. The lead singer does look a lot like Rod Stewart on a bad day, is what <laughs> I just, my gathering of it. That said, the song is an improvement on the year before. It'd have to be, but it is. Basic band staging. The shine is kind of coming off for me at the moment. Straight fours for a 12. Oh, okay. Again, I was still like tripping balls at this stage. I've given it fives across the board. You thought it was Agadoo, didn't you? I did. I think that was the problem. They were performing and in my mind, I'm just Agadoo. 27 from the pair of us. Now you're going to be singing that for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. Come on, Banana Rama, stick with me. 1980, it's Prima Donna with the song Love Enough for Two and they finished third back on the podium. 12 from Sweden, 10 from Denmark and Switzerland and eights from Luxembourg, Morocco and Spain. 
And this is, I kid you not, the longest the UK has gone without finishing second <laughs> up to this point. Uh, three years is literally the record. I would kill for the pink jeans that the backup singer is rocking. What did you think? Oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, look, look again, this is more cutesy fun from the UK. They are just really, they are not going far from the playbook. Um, in the 70s. It's not my cup of tea, but, you know, it's kind of on brand for, you know, the time where they were going. It's certainly not their most interesting song. It's certainly not even their most interesting, you know, performance, but it's it's passable. Exactly. It works. It feels a bit forced to me, but it is a mm. decent enough song. Like mm. the British music industry just kind of steamrolled Eurovision you know, mm-hmm. in this era before everyone else got theirs off the ground. So, of course, they had quality everything. The lyrics do feel a bit like they're trying to fit wordplay in oh, really yeah. hard. Like, yeah. if there's a place in your heart for me, there's a room in my place for you. Not a great line. <laughs> but a boom <laughs> Right? Exactly. Uh, but... Yeah. You know, not one of the best songs they've ever sent, but by no means their worst. So song five, performance six, fashion is six for a 17. What was it? Who was it? Was it Eminem who famously like rhymed a word with a word? No, was it was it 50 Cent who rhymed the club with the club? That sounds like something 50 Cent would do, yes. (laughs) Yeah, look, I just gave this one fives across the board. 15 from you, 32 from the pair of us. And that brings us to the final song of the evening. Oh. <sighs> Here we go. It's Buck's Fizz with the <gasps> song Making Your Mind Up. And they won Britain's fourth Eurovision trophy, getting 12 from Israel and the Netherlands, 10s from Denmark, Ireland and Yugoslavia, and 8s from Belgium, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland and Turkey. It is much like Brotherhood of Man for me in that it was such an obvious winner. But I hate it. What did you think? Oh, oh my God. You just, oh, I think you hit my eyeball. I rolled my eyes so hard then when you said that. I think of, oh my God, I think of course an injury. How can you hate this? Oh, my mind, my mind is made up. I love it. The choreographed dancing, you know, the coordinated clothing. Oh, my God. Costume reveal. Ripping off the dress, well, the skirt to reveal another skirt. Genius. Genius. How can you not love this? I think my problem is that the version I always hear is the live on stage Eurovision version. And one of the women is so off key that it actually irritates the hell out of me. No, I have an answer for that one. You know what that one is? That is, um, you know, obviously after you win, you give your performance. They gave a second performance and apparently what they did was there were the two microphones for the two male singers and then the two microphones for the two ladies who were doing backup. When they raced on stage to reset up, a mistake was made and the men were given the backup singers' microphones and the backup singers were giving the lead singers' microphone. So they were set at the wrong levels. So that's why in that version, she does, you do hear her uh, exceptionally. So that wasn't buck fizz. That was a technical issue. Yeah. Uh, All right, fine. That aside... 
Germany came so close to winning in 81, just four points off. And I think Lena Valitis and Johnny Blue, much better song. I get that the skirt reveal is iconic, but I am so sick of BuzzFizz milking this one song 40 years later, like well into their 130s, you know? And also, can every single member of Bucks Fizz please shut up about Brexit already? I get it. It happened. I get it. One of you wanted to run for the Brexit party. Just shut up. It already happened. I just, not my winner, but song four, performance five, fashion of five. Wow. They can't help it, you know, if they like to, you know, make their mind up very strongly about a decision, Jack. Okay. That's who they are. That's, That's one thing. How about shutting your mouth up? That's no, a sequel. There's this, a song I'd listen to. None of this to. lollygagging about. They are making <laughs> their mind up about Brexit. I'm aware they're making their mind up. <laughs> there is no grey area here. I know where some of them stand on Brexit. <laughs> Not the point. What have you given Bucks Fizz? Oh, my Lord. Well, hang on. Let me just reveal my skirt. Oh, my God. Is that a 12, 12, 12? I made my mind up. I've already put those points down before you'd even (laughs) said them. Uh, For 50 from the pair of us, 36 from you, 14 from me. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Surely it's going to be. It's going to be. It's got to be. Well, our uh, third place this week was my personal favourite of the week. New Seekers with Beg, Steal and Borrow on a 53.5. Just ahead of them, it was Sir Cliff, one of your favourites of the week, on a 54 out of 60. But our winners this week, it was Eurovision's winner in 1976, The Brotherhood of Man, with a 57 out of 60. And another very strong week for the UK at Eurovision. In fact, one of the weeks I think you've given out the most 12s, at least since Russia, at least since Greece before that. Oh, no, Greece Greece in the uh, 2000s. Points, 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 points. That was a lot of like, that felt like a lot of 10, 10, 10s. Points of palooza, yeah, I reckon. Anyway, <laughs> it's time for... Comment of the week. Oh, yeah. Comment of the week, Lizzie, laid on us. Oh, my Lord. Obviously, there's only one that we could go to. The iconic performance, 1973, Sir Cliff Richard. <laughs> power to all our friends. Power to the vines. Power to the sun. And power to the bees, you magnificent bastard. This comment makes sense if you've seen the film clip. So I want you to listen to this comment of the week. Then instantly... Go and watch the the video to this, of the live performance straight away. Comment of the week goes to Dowie B. Hare. (laughs) (laughs) He looks at the Cliff Richard performance and has just said, some say that Cliff Richard is still waiting for someone to return his high five. You know what, Cliff (laughs) Richard, watch that performance. It's 100% true. He's still out there to this day. Wandering around the moor, oh, arm raised to the sky. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Comment of the week. Congratulations. That brings us to the end of episode two. But don't you worry. There's still three more episodes of the UK to go. That oh. will be starting next Friday, episode three. She groans like she hasn't given it more points to date than any other country in the history of the world. Not, she doesn't secretly I adore the UK at Eurovision. That's not true. Um. If you don't follow us on social media, please do at Do's Poir Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Check out our link tree. You can find all of our connections. And if you've got a few bucks a month, we would love it if you could throw it our way to keep us going on Patreon, which is in the link tree. Not much else to say, Lizzie. I'm going to try and wash both Brotherhood of Man and Bucks Fizz out of my head with some more banana rama. But I'm going to hand over to you to sing us out. Oh, no. We, you know what the problem is? You know where you are. Where? Rock bottom. Tragedy. We got him. That's all the lyrics I remember. So I'll say good night. Good night. Rock bottom. <laughs>